Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Romans chapter 8, verse 30, 31. What shall we say to these things? Now, what is these things in your life today? What are the things that you that are that are shouting at you wanting you to say something back? What shall we say to these things? This is what we say. If God be for us, then who can stand against us? Hallelujah. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? What shall, who shall uh, bring a charge against his God's elect? It's God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. Furthermore, is also risen. Who is at the right hand of God? Who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or naked and sparrow the sword? It is written for your sake. We're killed all the day long. We're counted as sheep for, our, for the slaughter. Yet in all these things. We are more than conquerors. When I come out that at the end of this, at the end of March, I'm coming out with that book. There's a chapter in there called More Than Conquerors. You want to grab it. Because it talks about it's good to conquer, but God calls you more than conquerors. You want to make sure you grab that. Through him who loved us, for I am persuaded. That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 15. Somebody said, well, y'all have a Sunday night service? I said, no, we just get it all done at one time. Amen. First Corinthians 15, 56. The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Push your neighbor and say, be immovable. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter two. It's sometimes you just got to put your feet down and say, I will not be moved. Uh, it just does not matter. I know in whom I am believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which has been entrusted unto him to the day of Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse 14, and then. Just this one verse and then we're going to pray and you can be seated after that. Now thanks be to God who sometimes who most of the time who who leads us to triumph unless who always Always leads us to triumph in Christ. Watch this. And through us diffuses 
God said, I want you to triumph because as you triumph, there's a fragrance that comes through you. I'm looking for a smell coming out of you that blesses my soul. Diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. I'm going to preach uh, uh, just, I think briefly, uh, I, I plan on briefly, 10 reasons why we win. Jordan did the, hey, can you hear me back there, brother? Okay. I was praying this week and, and, and I, I said, Lord, where do you want? He said, and I, I couldn't really get nothing Friday, so I just prayed all day. I know not to force nothing. I didn't learn that. Because you can come up with a good message, it just ain't from the Lord. <laughs> so I just prayed all day Friday. I woke up Saturday morning and I'm telling you, I hadn't even made it to the shower and the Holy Ghost said, tell them 10 reasons why we win. I said, I got you now, God. Amen. So we're going to pray. And, and some of you that have come in today believing the lie that you just got to be defeated. Believing the lie that you're just going to be down because you got to go down before you can go up. Can't find that in scripture. You're going to come out of here today victorious in the power of God. Because the Lord had you in mind when he spoke to the preacher Saturday morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray today that the authority of heaven come on this house that any kind of enemy trying to hold on to anything that is not his has to loose now in Jesus name father today as I preach this I pray God that you would grant us all hearing ears and obedient hearts we yield and humble ourselves God because we know that without you we're nothing but with you all things are possible if we believe so Jesus today I need you more now than I've ever needed you in this moment, God. So I pray today, look upon my availability and not my ability. And I pray today, grant me an apostolic anointing and a prophetic utterance. That as I preach this word, God, I thank you that every single vice and every single plot and every plan and every scheme of the wicked one will be broken in the name of Jesus. And I give you glory for this. Today, I pray, Jesus be glorified and let the church be edified. For your name's sake and the people of God that believes we win, shout amen and give God a good praise before you're seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, if you'll give me just a few minutes to set this up and I'm going to, I'm going to, um, as I set it up, we're going to see God begin to move in a powerful way. Don't be alarmed if you see somebody, demons coming out of folk and stuff. <laughs> because, well, that happened when Jesus preached, didn't it? <laughs> uh, and uh, so, I, and, I, and before I start preaching, I do want to say thank you. Once, I always want to say thank you and show gratitude to this church, not just for your generosity, but for your, uh, your reverence. I appreciate that I have a church in these last days that even at this time, you're still saying preach pastor. 
that you're still saying preach the word right now, pastor. And that you're willing to listen to the word of God and you're not sitting here trying to put pressure on me to hurry up and stop. Push your neighbor and say, I appreciate you, neighbor. Come on, tell them right now. I appreciate you, neighbor. I appreciate you. Listen, brothers and sisters, and we are living in a time right now. It is a time like no other. I don't know if you've quite uh, understood where we're at right now. Uh, as far as in times, uh, I know there's been times in the past, there's been circumstances in the past, there's been situations in the past, kind of like what we're living in right now, but there has never been a time like this now. Let, let me help you. I don't know if you quite understand, but we are living in Ezekiel 38. Now, if you don't know what that is, just read your Bible later today. Open your Bible up and read Ezekiel 38. That's where we are living in right now. In 1948, Ezekiel 37 happened. Now we have stepped into Ezekiel 38. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, so you, need, you need to realize where we, we are at on a prophetic time clock right now. I probably need to do a series on Bible prophecy. Kind of help some of you right now. So, so what, you, what you must understand is that it, 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 what, what's happening, can, can I just take five minutes and help some of you understand what's happening right now across the world? <clears throat> we, we, if you've turned on the TV any little bit, you understand that, that uh, Putin and Russia is coming into Ukraine. They're invading Ukraine and people are saying it's over natural resources and it's over this and it's over that. And I'm not saying that is not true, but you need to understand if you draw a line from Jerusalem straight up, you'll see it goes straight to Moscow. Now, Ezekiel 38 has told you what is happening, that there's going to be an enemy coming straight from the north. Now, they can turn around and say it's over oil. They can say it's over uh, natural resources and all that. And I'm saying them are temporary things right now. But ultimately, Russia has its eyes on Israel. How do I know this? Because the Bible already tells me this. So ultimately, this is what's happening right now. Ultimately, this is what's coming, coming uh, down the pipe. So if you turn on your TV, you, you, you hear about what's going on. And see, when you, and when you take that and you add it with weak and com incompetent leadership uh, right now in our current administration leading this nation, it can be easy to give, to, to, to give into a mindset that everyone else is having in this world right now. But how many of you know that we are in the world, but we ain't of it? So it really don't matter how much of the world right now gives into that mindset, the body of Christ must not. Hallelujah. It can be easy right now to embrace a hopeless or helpless mindset. It can be easy to give yourself over to anger or defeat. But church, if you will allow God to give you his perspective, one of the things I try to pray on a daily basis is God, give me your perspective. I don't want to look at stuff like I want to look at it. I want to look at stuff like you want to look at it. But why? Because his ways are higher than my ways. And his what? thoughts are higher than my thoughts. See, if you allow God to give you his perspective on this time that we live in, you'll begin to see things differently. And I promise you with all the breath that I have in my body right now, God is not up in heaven trying to figure out what his next move is. I know some of us think that. I know some of us believe, man, God's done called a, an emergency meeting. 
Y'all hurry up and get in here. Bring some chicken wings with you because we're going to be here for a while. Hurry up. We, we, have, we, got to, we got to figure out what's going on. Can I tell you that is not what's happening in heaven right now. I've got a news flash for the church of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. God is not moving on Satan's time. Satan is moving on God's time. Hallelujah. He's not, listen, God is not running back and forth in heaven worrying about what's going to happen on the earth. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And I want, if, listen, I want you to remember this today. If you don't remember anything else, God is not working on Satan's time. Satan is working on God's time. Satan didn't create time. God created time. Hallelujah. So even when he thinks he's in charge, he ain't in charge. Even when he thinks he's running things, he ain't running things. Even when he thinks he can control the outcome, he can't control the outcome. Oh, glory be to God. You see, this is, let me just help you for a minute. This is why. This is why in almost every generation, if not every generation, every other generation, Satan has raised up someone influenced by the spirit of Antichrist to look like an Antichrist. Why is this? Because Satan never knows when his end is going to be. So he's constantly trying to raise somebody up because he says, well, if my end's near, I need to raise somebody up to create as much havoc as I can in the earth because I know my end is soon. I know it's coming because God promised me in Genesis that there's going to be a day that I will no longer be able to run on this earth. So therefore, you see him raise up people. You see, you see him raise up a wicked Pharaoh in the days of Moses to kill all the babies. Why did he do that? Because Satan didn't know, is this my end or is this not my end? Let me try to kill all the male babies. Why? Because he knows there was a Messiah coming. You see this happening in the book of Esther when he raised up a man by the name of Haman. Why? Because he knew, I don't know if this is my end or if this is not my end. I, I don't know what's about to happen right here. You see this in the days when Jesus was born. You see him raise up uh, Herod. Herod turns around and kills, tries to kill all the male babies. Uh, why? Because because he didn't know if his end was at, uh, near. You see this in 19, in, the, in World War II, when he raised up Hitler. Why? He didn't know if his end was near. And you see it right now. Why? Because he's saying, I don't know if my end is near, but I got news for the devil. His end is real near right now. Because there are things that have done happen on the earth that did not happen in the 40s. It did not happen in Jesus' day. And it did not happen in Moses' day. But it's happened right now. And there is a time coming soon and very soon where the church is going to be caught up in the air and the Bible says we shall meet him there in the eastern sky and there we shall be in the presence of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every single time. Push your neighbor say every time. Every time that the devil raised up somebody like this, God took his plan and turned it for his good. He raised up somebody to kill Moses and God said, watch this, I'm gonna take your plan and put Moses in Pharaoh's house. He raised up somebody to kill all the Jewish people in the days of Haman. He said, watch this, I'm gonna take your plan and make favor come on them. 
Hallelujah. He raised up somebody to try to kill Jesus. He said, you don't even have a clue, devil. All you're doing is fulfilling prophecy because Jesus had to come from that land, so I had to move him from here to there. And he, listen, he raised up Hitler in the days in the 1940s to try to kill all the Jewish people. He killed six million Jewish people, all because they were Jewish. And God said, devil, you think you got it? Watch this. I'm taking your plan and I'm going to fulfill scripture for in one day a nation shall be born. And in 1948, Israel came up and was born in one day. He took the devil's plan and he turned it around for the good of his people. Preacher, what are you trying to tell me? I'm trying to tell you if he can take things and turn it around for Moses, if he can turn it around for Esther, if he can turn it around for the days of Jesus, if he can turn it around for the Jewish people in the 40s, he can turn it around for you right now. The devil might think he's won, but he got, I got news for him. We always win. We always win. Woo! Let me get a good Ric Flair in the house. We always win. I don't want you to forget that. And let me, let me, uh, let me just beat one more devil in the mouth right quick. Sometimes we'll get a, we'll get a word and it'll be a word that God is going to bless us and immediately our minds think, well, what kind of hell am I going to have to go through to get this? I'm going to kick a devil in his mouth right now. Well, you know, you know, preacher, you got to go through a valley to get to the mountaintop. Well, I can't find it in scripture. I've looked for that. I've looked for that verse. Man, I'm tell, I don't know how many times I've read this Bible through and through. I try to do it each year. I can't find that verse. The Bible says, according to your faith, shall it be. So if you've got faith for trials, guess what you're going to get? If you've got faith for defeat, guess what you're going to walk in? Because you've already said, well, I know this is what I'm going to get, so come on, bring it. Well, what if you don't have to go through that? What if there was faith to walk triumphantly through it? Shall it be according to your faith? So I'm not looking for the valley. Now, if you got faith for the valley, you stay in the valley. I ain't looking for the valley. I am kicking a religious devil in his mouth right now. So I'm going to give you 10 reasons why we win. I'm going to leave that, I'm going to leave that devil alone for a minute because I'm just going to kick him with the word for a minute. Number one, y'all ready? We're going to go to school for a minute. God does not get glory in your defeat. Yes, sir. There is no scripture that says God gets glory out of your defeat. 
So why do we embrace this mindset? First John 5, 4, for everyone who's been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcome the world. Our what? Faith. John 15, 7 and 8, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. God gets glory when you receive what you ask for. Well, I thought he was up in heaven waiting to punch me. I know they told you that. God gets glory when you receive what you're praying for. Now, I didn't make it up. Jesus did. Hallelujah. Now, if you don't believe it, just rip that page out of your Bible. Come on, somebody. When you read your Bible, listen from cover to cover, I, I, want, I want to give you, I'm going to give you some homework. Here we go. Y'all ready? When you read your Bible from cover to cover, do it. Take a, take a year or however long it takes. Read it from cover to cover. Count how many times God gets glory out of the defeat of his people. Add them up. And then count how many times God gets glory out of the victory for his people. I promise you, there's one category that's going to be zero and you'll still be counting until Jesus comes back because God has never, ever, ever gotten glory out of your defeat. So get that mindset out of your head and begin to realize that if you are Christ, you're in Christ and you are, he has set you up to win. Now, I, I believe the Lord has me uh, speaking this today because there's so many things telling the people that you ain't going to win. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, it really don't matter. We're going to win. Hallelujah. Number two, God's plan for his children is to never lose. Now, I know you think that's the same, but it's not. Stay with me. God's plan for his children is to never lose. Second Corinthians 2 Corinthians 2.14 now, thanks be to God. We've already read it. Who always leads us to triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Who always? Who always, church, leads us to triumph? Preacher, are you telling me that I can triumph on the other side? Of a bankruptcy? Show sure enough. That's S H O N U F F. Show sure enough. Hallelujah. Are you telling me, preacher, I can come on the other end of a crazy old divorce and come out on the other end and still be serving God and God? Yes, show sure enough. Are you telling me, preacher, that my, if my kids are acting crazy and the jailhouse is calling them and, I'm, and one day they're going to be saved and things are going to be fine? Show sure enough. I'm telling you, God always, always, always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Don't have faith to be defeated. Have faith for victory and you shall have what you have faith for. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. 
Well, have you ever heard somebody say, well, I know there's, we're going to go through disease and we're going to go through. Well, okay, that's where your faith is. But if you get faith for something else, so shall you have it. Hallelujah. Listen to what the 21st Psalm says in verse 11. Although they plot against you, their evil schemes will never succeed. He didn't say sometimes. He said never. I think we need to give God a good hand clap in this house. Wake your neighbor up right now. Say, neighbor, you got a word that's coming to you. You got to get up. Hallelujah. Never succeed. You look at the devil, say you can throw what you want. You will never succeed against me or mine. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Number three. Every person in the Bible that obeyed the Lord never lost. Go through it. Find me one. Well, you know, Job. Why do we always go to Job? We forget the last little bit of Job's life too. Job said, I went lick for lick and I came out on the other end of this thing right here. Hallelujah. Every person that obeyed, they never lost. Undefeated. Glory be to God. I can feel faith rising in this room right now. I can feel people, all, you, you, just unshuck, you just unshuck that devil slap off of you that was on you all week long. And you're sitting there saying you won't never have another chance to do that again. Well, preacher, I don't like that preaching, man. You, you're just trying to preach people happy. Well, you preaching them sad. You and the devil. Hallelujah. I want, let me tell you, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. I want a bunch of strong people in the Lord. Come on, somebody. I want a bunch of strong people in the spirit. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 28.1. I wanted to read the whole chapter, Deuteronomy, or at least the first 10 or 12 verses, but I, I'm going to read verse 1. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. High above them. How are you going to beat me when you can't reach me? Woo, I said something and I'm going to say it again because some of you let it go all the way over your head. How are you going to beat me when you can't reach me? High above all nations. Glory be to God. Joshua 1 says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. And then watch what he said. Then, then you will be prosperous and what? Successful. There is nothing about losing. Meditate on the word of the Lord day and night and you're going to lose. No. You will be prosperous and successful. Now, all these other things we're believing is just religion. 
Let's grab this word. Hallelujah. Let's grab this word. My God, when you got the Holy Ghost and you got the Holy Word, you're going to have some holy success in the name of Jesus. There is nothing that can stand against a one-two punch like the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Number four, the Holy Spirit has no reverse in his directions. The Holy Ghost, y'all ever heard people say, I don't play, I even, listen, I tore the radio out my car because it played. The Holy Ghost took the reverse out of his car because it went backwards. There is no reverse with the Holy Spirit. He has no plan to go backwards. He has no plan to retreat. He has no plan for you to lay down and give up. Every one of his plans are for you to get up and go forward in the name of Jesus. The only time I've ever seen the spirit of God take somebody backwards was for them to repent. And then he picked them up and brought them right back up to the place they left. If that's, and let me just take 30 seconds. If you're offended with somebody or you won't forgive nobody or you done got your little self all tied up because somebody said something wrong. Well, guess what? You're at a pause. But when you repeat, listen, if you'll get right with the Holy Ghost, he'll say, okay, let's go back and make this right. Now we made this right. Come on, let's get up here where we're supposed to be. There is no reverse in the Holy Ghost. You got word for that? Let's go. Second Chronicles, verse, uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. In verse 14, the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel and said, and he said this in verse 15. He said, listen, all of you, Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat. Thus, the Lord says to you, do not be afraid, dismayed, because this great battle for the battle is not yours, but God's. He didn't say, well, let's just go backwards and try to run from them. Let's go build us a bomb bunker and try to hold on till Jesus comes back. No, he said, go forward. This battle don't even belong to you. It belongs to God. And as you go forward, you're going to see the victory. Hallelujah. The third person, can I tell you this? The third person of the Trinity who lives in us never has reverse in mind. Never. The spirit of God is always saying, let's go. Let's go. Let's go forward. Hallelujah. Let's, number five, y'all ready? I'm, I'm trying to go through these somewhat fast, but, 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 but I think it's good. Number five, this is why we always win. We tithe and sow seed into a kingdom that has no end. Now, if you don't tithe, you got something to worry about. I'm just being honest. Well, you just after your money. Say what you want. You have something to worry about if you don't tithe. But if you tithe and you sow seed, there is not one circumstance. There's not one situation. There's not one attack. There's not one scheme, plot, plan, or, uh, or assignment of the wicked one that can take you out. Hallelujah. 
You got scripture? Sure do. Malachi chapter three. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. And if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will be room, there will not be room enough to receive it. Watch this. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. The devourer means seed eater. It means the destroyer. Every time the destroyer wants access to your life, God says, nope. Hallelujah. He says, I'll rebuke him for your sake so that, you, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. That, in other words, your finances. So, nor shall the vine fail, uh, uh, fail to bear fruit in your field. Thus says the Lord of hosts. Genesis 8, 22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. As long as this earth is, if you're putting seed in good ground, the devil cannot take you out. He cannot control your harvest. He cannot stop what God is going to do in your life. Why? Because you are sowing into a kingdom that has no end. Praise the Lord. Therefore, I'm on win. Devil consult my seed. You'll see. Harvest is mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's go on to number six. The author and finisher of our faith overcame the world that we live in. This is why we always win. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. What did he say? Did he say it's going to take you out? He said, be of good cheer. Laugh in the face of it. Smile when they think you shouldn't be smiling. Dance when they ought to think you ought to be laying down. Clap when they say, what do you got to clap about? Shout when they say you ought to be silent. Worship when they say you should not even be worshiping. Why? Be of good cheer. I have overcome this world. Hallelujah. I have overcome this world. Well, you know, the apostle Paul, the apostle Paul was not the author and finisher of my faith. God used him and God inspired him to write the Bible. And I believe every word that he wrote, but he is not the author and the finisher of my faith. Jesus is the author and finisher of my faith. Boy. I'm telling you, it might take some of you by number 10, but you're going to get free. You're going to get free. Hallelujah. First John four, watch this. Verse 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because he is. What does the Bible say? So are we in this world. So are we in this world. As he is. What is Christ? It didn't say as he was either. It says as he is. What is Christ? Victorious. Triumphant. 
He made a public spectacle over principalities and powers, rulers of darkness. He paraded them down the halls of hell, showing himself to be the most triumphant. And as he is, so are we in this world. He was our trailblazer, overcame all the world could throw at him. And we are seated with him in heavenly places. Therefore, we can overcome. Say amen and give God one hand clap. Clap so loud it wakes your neighbor up right quick. Number seven, the blood of Jesus. Everybody say the blood of Jesus. Defeated every spiritual, physical, emotional, mental, and financial weapon that Satan had in his arsenal. The blood of Jesus defeated every bit of it. Now, if you don't have the blood applied to your life, you got something to worry about. You got something to be very concerned about. But if the blood of Jesus has cleansed you and you are his and he is yours, there is no emotional, financial, mental, physical, or spiritual attack that can prosper against your life because the blood of Jesus broke it. I think sometimes the church has forgotten about the blood. Hallelujah. Colossians 1 says this, he has delivered us. I want you to notice that's past tense. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Revelation 12 says they triumphed, uh, triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. I'm telling you the blood of Jesus has defeated every bit of it. Glory be to God. When was the last time that things were attacking your home and you just stood up and said, devil, the blood of Jesus speaks against you right now. When was the last time the devil was attacking your family and you stood up and said, devil, the blood of Jesus speaks against you now. When was the last time he attacked your body and you laid hands on that place that was hurt and said, the blood of Jesus defeats you now. When was the last time depression tried to shrink in and you said devil the blood of Jesus speaks against you right now some of you need to get your checkbook and your wallet and plead the blood of Jesus over it and say devil you have no room to attack it anymore I am a tither I am a seed sower harvest come now Hallelujah. The devil don't like the blood. You want to know why he don't like the blood? Because over 2,000 years ago, when he had a hold on mankind, and he had a hold on humanity, and all authority he had taken, and on that, cow, on that cross, blood came running down Calvary's hill, and it ran down through the halls of hell until it broke every hold that he has. And when that blood hits your life, every hold he 
has has to break over your life in the name of Jesus. This is why the church has become powerless because we're trying to teach about 10 ways to have friends and five ways to find a date. But if you'll start preaching the blood, something will break in the house of God. If you'll start preaching the blood, people will get saved and born again. If you'll start preaching the blood, devils will come out. The blood of Jesus. Somebody give him five seconds of praise if you're thankful for the blood. Woo! Hallelujah. The Bible says, everybody say the Bible says, the life is in the blood. And in the Old Testament, if they could took the light, take the life of a sheep and a goat and could turn around and cover something, just think about the sinless blood of Jesus that poured down off Calvary's hill and was put between the mercy seat. And now when you stand up as a child of God and you say the blood speaks against you, all heaven stands behind you. The blood. The first Adam. The first Adam. God breathed life into him. The second Adam came breathing life into you. Because the blood came down. Hallelujah. So no emotional, mental, Physical. No, no, no financial, no spiritual attack can cause you to lose because of the blood. And if it could, don't you think Satan would have pulled that card on Jesus? But he couldn't. He's afraid of the blood. <laughs> Woo. I don't know about y'all, but it, I just, when I, if you'll just give me a moment to thank God for the blood. Because when I think about the blood, it begins to open up so many other things for me. Because I realize life is coming to me through the blood. I, I realize that, that the enemy looked at the blood and said, there ain't no sin in it. I can't do nothing about it. I realized that the blood didn't just stop here on earth. Hallelujah. But if you'll allow me this ministerial, uh, whatever you want to call it, the blood went down through the halls of hell and said, devil, you can't keep them any longer. How do you know? Because the Bible says Jesus went preaching to the saints of old that were held down and there wasn't no way to heaven. Jesus went down there preaching to them. I think he had one message. The blood has made you free. The blood has made you free. The blood has made you free. And when you believe on the blood, 
Everybody that wants to believe, come on, let's get out of this place and let's go to where we belong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every single morning, I stand up and plead the blood over my family. And then I plead the blood over this church. Even those of you that don't like me, I plead the blood over you. I plead the resurrection power of the spirit over you. I plead the blood over your kids and over your finances and over your mind and over your health. And then I ask God to surround you with angels and bear you up in their hands every single day so you don't even dash your feet against stones. And I believe God answers it. That's why we can sit here in, the, in a pandemic when churches have closed their doors and they can't beg, buy, or bribe 30 people to come in and we're having to build. You want to know why? Because the blood told the devil, you can't come any further. The blood speaks against you. The blood speaks against the Rona. The blood speaks against religion. The blood speaks against racism. The blood speaks against all of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me give you this. I'm going to give you a couple more so we can get done today. Number eight. This is why we always win. I told you you want to stay for this word. Why we always win. Number eight. Jesus took our curse on the cross so that we could have his blessings as children of God. Or that so we could have his blessing as children of God. Galatians 3.13. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who hung on a tree. Numbers 23, uh, 20. Behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and, and I cannot reverse it. We say it like this in the Pentecostal church. What God has blessed, let no man curse. Man can't curse what God has blessed. Your only problem is, is if you are not in the church, if you're not in the redeemed, you're not a part of the blood, then you're not blessed. But can I tell you something? When you become a child of God, the, the Bible says the blessing is upon you. The, you are the seed of Abraham. And you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And therefore, if you are blessed, I don't. it doesn't matter. If every witch gets together in the United States of America and tries to pronounce a hex, tries to pronounce a curse, the curse shall come right back on their own head. You want to know why? Because you can't curse what God has already blessed. It doesn't matter if the whole world gets together and curses you. God has already blessed you. And if God has blessed you, it don't matter how many want to curse. The blessing of the Lord rests on you. That's why we win. Hallelujah. That's why we win. God is, listen, what is one of the last things Jesus did before he ascended into heaven? I said, he extended his hands and he blessed them. He blessed the church. Hallelujah. Y'all ready for number nine? Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Let me give you these last two. Amen. Number nine. This is why we always win. The worst thing that can happen to us in the world's eyes 
is the best thing that can happen to us in eternity's eyes. This is what the apostle Paul meant by the sting of death. He said, oh, death, where is your sting? He said, man, I ain't even scared to die. Oh, grave, where is your victory? Because before Christ, they were scared to die. But now that Christ has come and you have put your faith and trust in him, oh, death, where is your sting? And grave, where is your victory? The worst thing that can happen to us in the world's eyes is the best thing that can happen to us in eternity's eyes. Hallelujah. You got scripture for that? Sure do. Let's go. Philippians 1.21. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Can't you imagine when the apostle Paul wrote that to them? They said, this cat done fell off his rocker, man. Apostle Paul said, no, I done seen stuff I can't even tell you about. He won't even let me talk about it on the earth. But just trust me, to live is Christ. I'm thankful for my life. It ain't like I'm out here trying, just running in, in traffic. Come on, somebody. To live is Christ, but to die. I gain everything. Oh, hallelujah. This is what they meant in Revelation 12. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved their life not unto death. This is a three, listen, this is a three-stranded cord that'll keep you from being unbroken. 2 Corinthians 5. We are confident, yes, well, pleased, rather to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. We used to sing a song. We probably ought to, it helped some of us that's newly born again. We shall see the king when he comes. Oh, he's coming in his power. We'll hail the blessed hour. We shall see the king when he comes. We shall see the king. We shall see the king. We shall see the king when he comes. Oh, we'll hail the blessed hour. I think I messed that up. I'm human too. Let's sing it one more time. Oh, we shall see the king. There you go, Jordan. Oh, he's coming in his power. We'll hail the blessed hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That helped the church remember. This ain't my home. That helped the church remember that I'm looking for a day to come. Let me give you number 10. Here's number 10. Very deep. Stay with me. 
Why do we always win? Here it is. Because God said so. Because God said so. Because the creator of heaven and earth said so. If you don't remember nothing else. You write it on the, on the, on the uh, front of your phone, whatever you call that junk, wallpaper, whatever, amen. Screensaver, whatever you want to call it. Because God said so. How many of you parents use that against your youngins, you know? If you ain't, you're lying. Why do I got this? Because I said so. That means we're done talking about it. We don't have nothing else to discuss. We don't even have nothing else to talk about now. To not do it means consequences. God said so. Deuteronomy 20 verse 4. For the Lord your God is is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. Romans 8, 31, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? 1 John 4, 4, little children, you are from God and have, over, and, and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in this world. And we could add a bunch of more scriptures. So the next time, y'all give me right here. Talk to somebody at home, amen. We good? The next time the devil says, you better stop going to church. You better stop your tithing. It ain't working anyway. And you're gonna be defeated and you're gonna die in your disease and your children are not gonna serve the Lord and your house is gonna be broken and you're not gonna be able to be blessed. You need to tell them, devil, shut up. I'm gonna be in victory. And when he says, how do you know? Say, cause God says so. I want you to know the Bible says the redeemed of the Lord, let them say so. God says so. From the beginning of time, it has never entered into his mind for his people to be defeated, for his people to be without, for his people to constantly be sick, for his people to constantly be in defeat. It has never entered into his mind. (laughs) Hallelujah. How do you know your kid is going to be prosperous and serve the Lord? All the days of his life. Because God says so. How can you walk in divine health and have a sound mind? Because God says so. How can you walk in a time where everybody says it's going down, but you say a wealth transfer is coming to me? Because God says so. That's why, that's 10 reasons, not the only reasons, 10 reasons why we win. Now push your neighbor, say, neighbor, you want to be on the winning side. (laughs) Woo! You want to be on the winning side. Don't nobody want to play on a losing team. 
And the last time I checked the devil's record, he ain't won a game yet. And there were some times where he proclaimed a premature victory. But about that time is when God would show up. And God said, devil, you're premature on your victory. I got one more move. And his move did not only de defeat him, but it would destroy his works. Because God says so. That's why. So. Do whatever. But you need to grab this word. Don't let nobody talk you out of it. Because you got the spirit. And you got the word. And I ain't never seen a devil. Defeat that one-two punch right there. Ever. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.